Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs Podcast with Ashlyn Cubison and Lindsay Young. We are super excited to invite on another amazing guest to our show. Today, we're interviewing Claire Kui, a high ticket sales coach. Claire helps six figure coaches consistently close more sales and teaches them how to handle objections without convincing. I personally follow Claire on Instagram, and more recently, she's been sharing about a personal sales mistake that she made and it really caught my attention. So today I'm interested to learn more about her and why getting breast implants was a huge sales mistake. Claire, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the beautiful introduction. It's my honor to be here. So Claire, please tell us a little bit about, I know we're going to dive into specifically like your explant surgery, why you decided to do that and the whole sales angle around it, which I'm so excited to, to chat about. But can you tell us a little bit about what you do like for your business and who you serve? Yeah, great question. So I have been serving multi seven figure uh, coaches, consultants and business owners, as well as solopreneurs, like uh, just solopreneurs, like coaches or fitness coaches. And I teach them how to close more sales without being salesy. And that all sounds really great. Seven figures and helping people reach their first 10, 20, 30 K months, but it did not start off that way. And the reason I say that is because I used to really suck. (laughs) (laughs) Shh, don't tell anybody. And if you go to my Instagram at Claire Kui, uh, you just scroll down and like keep scrolling, keep scrolling. You'll see that I was formerly in the yoga and fitness industry. And I reached a point where I was going to the tax person and I walked in and he told me that I had a $3,000 bill to the IRS. And when I just sat in my car and cried because at the time he also told me that I was only making 14 K a year. So just think about the math for a second. If I owe $3,000, I'm only making, making 14 K. It just felt like my world was dissolving and I felt so defeated, but that was the moment that bottom was what I needed to get my butt in gear. And I hired a coach and I learned that I didn't have to market that much if I could just close one, just one freaking sale. And after I just decided to go all in on sales, I, within the first three months of me learning sales, I had two sales at $3,000, which is a $6,000 a month. So let's go back $14,000 a year, $6,000 a month it blew my money ceiling. It exploded my potential. It was a quantum leap. So this is why I am so adamant about sales. And my coaches happened to hire me to be their salesperson. And then I started getting out to other teams. Other teams started hiring me to manage, train their first salespeople to run up to 25 people on a sales team for million dollar events. So I believe in the power of sales. And I also know very clearly the disempowering uh, aspect of sales. 
Okay, so the question I have for you is how did you know in that moment? Because I know as a business owner, when you look at your revenue, some you could think, am I not charging enough? Is it that my program sucks? Am I terrible at what I do? Like, how did you know that it was, okay, I'm good at what I do. My programs are awesome. I've got something to serve. This is worth doing, but it's like this angle. It is the sales part that I need to work on. Right, right. So that, the, the moment for me that it clicked I, at the time, was the only head strength female, head strength and conditioning coach for Denver Public Schools. I was also a Lululemon ambassador. If you don't know what Lululemons are, I'm, I would be shocked if somebody listening to the podcast right now isn't wearing them. I know I am. I'm in full um, Lululemon. Right. Totally. <laughs> just head to toe. Head to toe. That's how I roll too. Uh, I was a Lululemon ambassador. I was a model and I, I've written articles for Yoga Journal, which was is a the foremost leading yoga magazine internationally. With Even with all those accolades and I had all this expertise, all this expertise, I could not close a sale. And here's the thing that I heard again and again and again that clued me in that it was sales. And it was the phrase, I can't afford it. That, that was the magic phrase that I, I started to understand after I learned sales that objections and people saying things like, I don't have the time or I'm too busy or I'm investing with another coach. All of those are just objections, which if you look underneath that are just limiting beliefs. So when I started to really understand sales and teach it and train it to people, it, it really is understanding that you're not just trying to convince somebody because that doesn't really work. I mean, it can work. I don't recommend it uh, for multiple reasons, but the long-term health and transformation of your client, if you're a coach or consultant, you're not there to, you're not there to be transactional. You're not there to collect money from people. You're there to build relationship and not just any relationship, relationships that transform people. So, uh, in the alignment of transformation, you want to have authenticity, love, leadership. That's what you need to have really great sales and a business that reflects that. So good. So okay. Good. So now I know we're here to talk specifically about your breast explant surgery and the sales angle around that and why that was a huge sales mistake. So I guess maybe take us back a little bit, like, Tell us the, the, the backstory behind this I kind this of am decision. curious, too, to know, like, how did that sales meeting go down? Like, because I'm assuming that there's something that didn't go right now that you're reflecting on right. how that appointment went. It's so true. And I want to take you even further back because the, the, the decision that I made was really the catalyst. So, again, I was uh, in the fitness industry. I was a fitness bikini competitor in the heyday of when bikini first started in, in this industry. And I, I was like in the best shape, like truly at, at my, the phase of life that I was in, I was lean and mean and uh, tone. And I remember being in the gym and just feeling this power of like, wow, I've, I'm doing it. And I looked in the mirror and I looked at my chest and I had this hit immediately of the last competition that I was in and the feedback from 10 people was that I need to look more, and I'm just doing quotations with my fingers, more feminine. 
that for me to be successful, I needed to do or change something about me, which meant that I had to get breast implants. And I, in that moment of me looking at my, just all like the accomplishment, the hard work, the effort um, of, of training for these competitions, I looked at my chest and I said, oh, I made a decision that, oh, these people gave me information and that information I'm going to take in and do something with it. I'm going to get breast implants. And literally two weeks later, I got, I got boobs. I just that's, got them. That's fast. <laughs> um, and yes, uh, impulsive. I mean, I'll, I'll admit that I was a little impulsive and also I, I just wanted to succeed. And I'm sure the women in your audience know what that feels like. You'll just do anything that you can to do what you think creates success. So I get these implants and fast forward to about five or six years later, because for the first five or six years, I mean, they were fun. <laughs> it was fun, right? You know, or just, you know, again, what my definition of fun or somebody else's definition of fun to me now in the, in the phase of life I'm in, that was, you know, I don't need that kind of fun. So I started experiencing symptoms and I just, me being a high performing entrepreneur athlete, I just put it off of, oh, it's okay that I'm tired. That's a common symptom of being tired, brain fog. And if you've never experienced brain fog, it feels like your, your thoughts are moving through molasses. Like I couldn't articulate some words or thoughts. And I'll be honest, even though I just got explanted, I'm actually almost at my six week mark. I'm, I will admit I'm a little embarrassed because initially I had some brain fog, even in this conversation that the symptoms, the detox is still happening. So thank you all for being gracious with me as I'm struggling still with the brain fog as I'm, I'm healing my body. Uh, brain fog, fatigue, joint pain. Uh, and I'm, I'm very healthy. I am gluten-free and dairy-free. I take all my necessary digestive supplements to heal my gut, but it was still not enough. And uh, I also, I mean, I, I could just list off or ramble off symptoms. My eyes were constantly kind of red and not clear. Uh, if you go to my Instagram, there's a picture of me right the day of surgery when I had come home and I had taken a picture the morning of, and I took a picture of my eyes two days later and it's unreal. My skin, I didn't realize was constantly red and had this underlying like allergic reaction going on. And the, the two days after my surgery, post-surgery, my eyes are clear. My skin is clear. And I would get another symptom that presented what I, I was getting rashes, like unexplained, no exposure to anything different, hives on my body. Um, I was constantly bloated and not, and, and again, I'm healthy. Like, it's not like I'm drinking a bottle of champagne every night. I mean, like, I would like to do that, but right, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing those things. So, and there are definitely more symptoms. I'm, I'm happy to share more resources, but those were my, that was my experience and what I was uh, going through in my body, that it was clear that I was healthy. I, I lift weights. I, I'm a yogi. I was taking care of my, my gut health and my nutrition, but something wasn't adding up. And that's when I started 
doing more research and trying to figure it out. And the blessing that happened in my life was a good friend of mine had explanted. And this was the sales conversation that also changed. She was not pushy. She shared her experience. She said, wow, I had the same symptoms. That's really hard. And it was just a very different sales conversation than what I had with my surgeon, which I'm, I'm happy to share if you want me to. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about the the, converse, the sales conversation that <laughs> resulted in you making the decision to get them. Right. So two weeks in, I so I'm at the gym, I need boobs, go to this plastic surgeon. And what I, what I first will say, going into a, a, a plastic surgeon's office, there's, there's an aura about it, right? There's the, I, I mean, if you've ever gotten a, a, any kind of work done on yourself, which there's no judgment, I'm obviously here as I've made some major decisions around that, but there's a certain aesthetic that you walk into. And I, it's similar to like what you would see on social media, somebody's marketing, right? That's just like the thing that attracts you and like makes you feel like, oh, like this is nice. So I go in there and I, I, it was also a referral. A, a colleague of mine had gotten her implants done by the surgeon and I had already felt a level of trust and like, oh, like she looks great. She has the results that I think that I want. So I'm going to talk to this gentleman and I go in there and I also want to be clear. This is not me finger pointing at all. Uh, we are all, uh, all of us humans, we are doing the best that we can to survive with the tools that we were given and the belief systems and the information. So this is not me knocking plastic surgeons. In fact, if it weren't for the plastic surgeon that took my implants out, I'd still be very sick. So I just want to be really clear that this is not a finger pointing um, that, that I'm about to share. So we go in there and by the way, any transaction you have with somebody else, uh, any conversation, if you're like, oh, well, I'm not even an entrepreneur. I don't have sales conversations. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> yes, you do. And I'm going to give you an example of how you're having these conversations. Even if you don't think you're having these conversations, when you're a mom and you're enrolling your child into the idea that broccoli is tasty, that is an enrollment conversation. Enrollment and sales are the, are the same thing. Your sales is, is moving somebody towards a yes, towards a vision. Enrollment is enrolling somebody into a vision. So even if you're a mom and you're like, I'm not doing business yet, you're enrolling your child to think that vegetables are delicious, that it's not safe to run into the street, right? Uh, if you're a teacher, you're a math teacher. My husband was a math teacher for 15 years. I had the I, aha. Even he is in sales because he's selling the idea that math is fun. <laughs> I'm still not sold on that hundred <laughs> percent. So I want to be clear that everything, every interaction that you have, where you are moving towards a vision or a mutual or over a mutual challenge, that's sales. That is enrollment. So whether you like it or not, and if you are in business, you are in sales. I don't care if you're a solopreneur in it for yourself, you're on a team. If you have a business, you are a salesperson because that's just, that's just the way it goes. So I walk into the surgeon's office and he, he, he was doing the best he could. He heard the thing that I wanted. Now, 
the thing that I thought I wanted was boobs. And he wanted to give me boobs. That was the transaction, right? That was, I want, I think I want something. He has the product, there's exchange. So that was the sales conversation. Now, this is so much about that is everything that I do not believe sales should be. And here's why. Sales to me are about mutual alignment. And the truth was, I wasn't actually clearly aligned to what I, Claire, self, and self with a little S, like myself, what I wanted. I was basing what I thought I wanted on 10 other people's alignment, Mm -hmm. 10 judges of a competition. That was what they wanted, which I interpreted. I created a story and narrative in my head that was truly not mine because I had never wanted that before being in the fitness industry. I was happy. It's cute. I mean, they're my boobs right now are so cute. They're (laughs) back to where they were. They're the freaking cutest small bees ever. (laughs) I love them. And I had never prior to these 10 people looking me in the eye and telling me their vision. I had never had that in my vision. I'd never been aligned with that. So yes, the surgeon gave me what I wanted, but it actually wasn't what I wanted. So I have a question. Yeah. As salespeople, because that's what, you know, entrepreneurs are and stuff. How do we not make that same mistake that that salesperson continually made? You know, if somebody's coming to us and they say, I want what you have to sell, how do we help to ensure that what we have to offer them is really what they want or what they need or that will benefit them? Oh, such a great question. And so the essence of what happened with that plastic surgeon was that we had a transaction. And you go, you can go to a convenience store and you can have a transaction. You buy a pack of gum, you give them money, transaction. And the difference between a transaction and the way that I recommend teaching sales in my 90 day program, the sales accelerator, it is all about creating a relationship. And what that means is that say, say you have somebody that comes to you on, on the gram, it slides in your DM. It's like, I want what you have. Like, I like, I'll just throw my money at you. The, I will say this, I call those um, eager beavers <laughs> and um, they seem nice, man. They're good. They stroke your ego. They feel so great. I feel so loved and I feel so seen. And these people want me, but I will tell you from selling 10 to $25,000 packages for other coaches and training teams to do that. There's with eager beavers, people who are just ready to give money without actually building the relationship with you as the coach first, the attrition rate, meaning the people that drop out that ask for refunds, they, 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 they're like, "Mm -mm, this isn't for me is very high statistically from what I've seen in my own case studies. So you want, even if they're saying, I want what you give me, give me, give me. You want to get clear on your end of the relationship if that's actually a fit for you. And I'll give you another example. You're at a bar and somebody comes up to you and wants to like buy a drink. And in the first 15 or 30 or an hour, they're like, be my my girlfriend or boyfriend, be my partner. Red (laughs) flag, okay? 
they don't know you. Mm -hmm. They don't know you. And there's also, there's a lot of things happening with people getting love bomb from narcissists. And like, you have to also in the relationship, it's there's two to tango, whether it's romantic or in business or sales. Yes, the eager beaver seems nice. I mean, I've been at the bar and been approached. It's very flattering. It's so flattering. It really strokes something internally with your ego that doesn't need that. So it's a, it's a bit of word to the wise that just because somebody wants to go all in and says yes, and you haven't established the relationship, there's, there's some caution that I would recommend. So interesting. Um, okay. So, and you don't have, I mean, of course you're not going to disclose everything you do with your clients and your programs, but I have so many questions. Um, (laughs) So in recognizing that and saying, yes, okay, I totally get what you're saying. There needs to be, um, I think about as as a nutritionist, right? So a lot of women will come to me with weight loss, right? And they think that's the reason why they're coming to me because I have this extra weight and I need to lose it. And my job as a coach is to figure out, okay, so what's really behind that? Like, why is it that you want to lose the weight? And why is that important to you? And what will happen if you do? And what will happen if you don't? And it sounds like you didn't have that conversation. It was with your surgeon, right? It was, I want, you need, I want help with weight loss. And I were to say, yep, we can do that. And you just jumped right in versus having that deeper conversation. Right. And I also, again, and this is not me pointing fingers at him. I ultimately gave him my credit card and said, I want this. So I, I also believe I, I teach in my program, like leadership, like this is massive self-leadership that I did not have within myself, my own self-leadership. So when it comes to, okay, uh, you're, you're in this conversation with somebody and they want, you know, I want weight loss and you do weight loss, right? Can you do this? So there's a couple pieces that are important with sales. It's number one, again, the alignment, like who are you and what do you serve? And the clients that come to me, they're really clear on who they serve. They're super crystal clear on this is my, this is my person, my coach, my, my clients. I'm the coach that can serve them in this way. And I'm sure you've gotten on conversations and I'll just even pull from my own experience of, of when I was in fitness, when I started really learning sales, when I got clear in my niche about who I served, it, it helped to sift out who would drain my energy because let's just say you take this person's money. Okay. Even me saying that, I get like, Ugh, gross. <laughs> like don't just take people's money. Okay. It's just not, it doesn't feel good. So let's just say you do that. You're like, Oh, well, well okay. And, and, and one of the big reasons people do this is because they're starting out. Right. You're you think you have out. to say yes to everyone. Right. You, well, you feel like you have to say yes to everybody. I'll, I'll make that clear distinction. Like you yeah. feel like you have to say yes, but here's the problem. When you say yes, and you're not in your zone of genius, and we've all, we've been in the zone, right? Like it's effortless. Like you can just move. And I, I remember the first time I was in the zone and yoga, I was like, oh my, I'm moving my arms. I was like, uh, I was like a trance. I was like, this is incredible. And when you get pulled out of the zone, in out of your zone of genius in your niche or your expertise that creates dissonance within yourself it creates more work it creates more effort and the client actually can feel that and if some of your your listeners might believe in energetics but and if you don't go into a room that's playing heavy metal 
and see what that feels like in your system versus classical music. You can feel it. There's a huge energetic sound is energy difference. So when we move away from our true power, our expertise, our best energy, it actually dilutes the experience that your client's having, even though they think they're getting what they want. There's just a dissonance. There's a mismatch in the, the delivery, the expertise and the client goals. And I get it. I've been there. I've been there when I desperately needed clients. And I, I mean, 14 K a year, you better believe it's like, I needed the client. And I look back at all the mistakes that I made. It was that mindset. It's not the fact, the mindset around it was like, I need this client because if I don't, ah, the, the, the sky is going to fall that mindset was actually what was keeping me from growing. Because if I had stood on my soapbox and said, I serve this type of client, like right now, if you go to my Instagram, it's really clear what I do. I'm not scared to say, I help coaches, consultants, and seven-figure teams close more sales. That's just what I do. And when you move away from your zone of genius, it, it doesn't serve anybody even though it's a short-term benefit for a long-term cost. Just feel that for a second. Short-term benefit, a short-term hit of cash. But the long-term cost is that you're serving people that aren't really lighting you up. You are burning probably on the, on, on the road towards burnout. I'm not saying what's happening right now, but if you're, not, if you're spending energy that's somewhere outside your zone of genius, that's where that leads to. Absolutely. So what is the biggest takeaway that you've had with your experience of getting breast implants and getting them removed and reflecting back on that sales journey and what, how it all happened? Like, what have you really taken from that experience and changed inside of your own business, if anything? Oh, well, the first thing I'm just feeling right now is just gratitude. I am so freaking grateful that I had that experience I really am. I know that that's going to sound probably off the wall for some people, but I'm so grateful that the, the young lady that I was, um, felt so much pain that, and, and such a lack of confidence that I decided to do something that wasn't in alignment for me. That wasn't really what I wanted. And it took me, uh, and I, kind of made this joke earlier. I am a Sagittarius. I was the kid that had to touch the orange thing in the toaster. Even though my mom told me again and again, like that's hot. I just am experiential. I had to learn it myself. And I, I learned over the 10 odd years that I had implants, I, I, I suffered, right? It was hard. I was struggling so much with my energy and my brain fog and, you know, just finally still in the fog, but I see the sunlight. I'm just, the, the first thing I feel is grateful. I'm so grateful for that experience because now, now I can stand fully confident, fully accepting. I mean, we could, I could, I could maybe say, oh, I love my body. Well, you know, that's a work in progress. Like it's like, a, it's like marriage. I don't know if you're your people listening are married, but man, it's work. It's work. It's a long-term relationship, right? right. You may not always like it, but your, your, um, love is an effort, but I can really say today, my truth is I accept my body and I, I am so glad that I experienced it. Now I can even stand 
in the power of having aligned, authentic, real conversations that result in transformation, not transaction. Mm. That's so awesome. So good. Yeah. I just really appreciate you coming on. And do you have any other questions? I know you have a ton of questions, but she's trying to hold herself <laughs> back. <laughs> we could go off on so many tangents. Um, but I know that we have a lot of women in our audience who could so benefit from the work that you do. And I know that you have a free resource. When this episode airs, it will be January. So it will be coming, it will be available very soon. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So in January, I have a, it's as everybody I'm sure is feeling the, the, the vibe right now. It's like, what am I doing for 2022? And one of the things that I am offering in January is a completely free training. It's a deep dive in how to hear yes without hesitation. And I love this training. It's totally complimentary. One of the things that I love about this training and what you're going to walk away with is how can you actually stop objections? Like I can't afford it, or I don't have the time, I'm too busy. How you can stop objections like that before they even happen. And really diving into understanding how can you communicate value in a way that has clients wanting to chuck their credit cards at you without being salesy, without being pushy, without having to convince just out of a clean and loving conversation. That sounds amazing. And we are going to link that in the show notes, but Clara, let us know, let the audience know, where can they come and connect with you and get more Claire? Oh my gosh. So you can find me on IG, on Instagram at Claire, C-L-A-R-E underscore Quee, C-U-I. And please, please do not hesitate. I This is actually, oh, I have my hands in my heart. I wholeheartedly ask if you have implants and you're not clear on, you know, am I, am I having symptoms? Like, and the symptom list is so long. Please do not hesitate to reach out. The moment I see somebody asking a question about implants or about their breasts, I am wholeheartedly there to support you, whatever your decision is whatever phase you're in of being unsure, I, I just want you to know that I like I see you, I hear you, and you're not alone. It can get better. Yes, and if any of you do have implants and you don't know yet, the FDA did just put a black box label on them. So it's definitely something that you want to look into for your health. And I think that Claire is such a great resource to go reach out and chat to. Yeah, thank you so much for holding space for people in various stages of their journey with breast implants. And I just want to acknowledge you for your transparency throughout that journey yes. because I know that that says so much about you that you're willing to go through this journey and be public and open about the process, right? You're not just waiting till it's five years down the road and you can say, hey, look what I healed from, but that you're being open throughout so brave. the process. I think, yeah, it's very brave of you and um, and there's a need for it. So thank you so much. And thank you so much for your perspective in being able to, to look at the sales side of it and see, again, like you didn't point any fingers. There was no blame. You recognized your part in that and responsibility. And then now you're taking all these lessons that you've learned and wanting to put that into into the world in a way where you're helping 
coaches be empowered to not take advantage of people and to not have those types of conversations. So it's creating this just overall environment where these transactions are happening as they should, right? You've got the people who have the expertise and the heart and the talent, and you've got people who need those services. And we want them to just come together beautifully, right? And that people wind up with those who are meant to help them. And I think that the work you're doing is really helping to facilitate that. So thank you. Second that. Thank yes. you. Thank you for the platform to, to share my story because the FDA did just release the, the, the warning and I didn't hear about that. I didn't hear about it when it came out 10 years ago. So, or it came out recently, but I didn't, that wasn't shared with me. Right. So, you didn't have that informed more, consent. Right. I didn't have informed consent. Correct. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Claire, for being here with us today. Of course, we will link to everything in the show notes of this episode and we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you subscribe and take just 30 seconds out of your day to leave us a positive review. Come say hi over on Instagram at Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs, and you can find Lindsay at lindsay.lives.well and Ashlyn at Ashlyn Covison. 